0: It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio, Network. Radio, Network. Radio Network. Little roller up along first.
1: Behind the bag! It gets through Buckner! Here comes Knight in the Mets win it! See you Pittsburgh. Can't wait.
0: Looking, looking, throwing in the end zone. Caught oh, it! Great You're tuned into Game On with Josh Silverberg. Game on! Talking all things sports. It's it's Game on! Yeah, Game on! Game on! Right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
1: And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Friday to you. I hope you're all having a wonderful day today. It is a Friday, a feel-good Friday here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Game On, joining you every Friday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Thank you so much for listening, tuning in. Again, if you want to listen to myself and other great shows we have on here, check us out on our free app. If you have an Apple or an Android, go to the stores, type in WWSRN. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch, as well as hearing speedy stories on all weird things that we will ask him, of course, on Snapchat as well. You can check that out. We are on worldwide sports radio. An old rundown of uh, what I was going to do. Snug, I'm sorry to hear that. Every day is the worst day of your life. I thought maybe I'd make it a little bit better. Because we had a lot of different, unique news today. In regards to that, uh, Speedy will be with us again. Of course, he's producing the show. Of course, we could never thank him enough for what he does. He will be back next Friday with me to do our Super Bowl prediction. We'll get a little bit more into the Super Bowl next week and all that stuff. We've got a couple of topics we're going to get to A little bit about Tom Brady, of course, and him retiring. Do a little Derek Carr. Aaron Rodgers' conversation. Where do we think they're going to go? Where are they going to end up? All of that. Bo Horvat, a New York Islander. What do I think of that trade? And why is February the most dull time if you're a sports fan? Check that out. Plus, we'll do a little Royal Rumble recap at the Buzzer Beater and so much more. We're going to do a little bit differently now. So the runout's going to be, we'll be on 6-6.20, take a breather, 6-6.40, breather, and then 6.40 to 7, we'll finish straight through. Speedy and I were talking. And we think that's going to be the better way of doing it and so much more. But, of course, we got to get to, we'll do a quick rundown of what's going to be started first. Of course, number one, Kyrie Irving and why he's a nutcase. We'll discuss that a little bit on why Kyrie Irving has decided, hey, he wants out and there are already teams that are interested and why the Brooklyn Nets have to trade him. We'll get into the Brady stuff and the quarterback situation. And then we'll get into the Bo Horvat trade in the February conversation about sports. But why I threw my script on the floor, usually I have a script and I toss it aside after I got the news that, as everybody else did, if you were living under a rock, if you've been living under a rock, Kyrie Irving, of course, also, by the way, you could call the show as well as 631 three one zero eight snug you might be the only one that loves Kyrie Irving because he's an anti-Semit and a whack job so let's get into a little bit Kyrie Irving what happened well the Brooklyn Nets were doing well they were playing great ball they got blown out by the Celtics I believe they've lost now 10 straight games to the Celtics they head into the all-star break and well no it's not the all-star break yet they announced the reserves the other day to the all-star break i if Speedy can confirm for me the date of the All-Star break, of when, and everything like that, there were no cats that were injured in the script toss. That is for sure. Kyrie Irving, he has requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. Again. Yes, again. When the Nets are playing well, wow, when Kevin Durant should be back soon, we never know with Ben Simmons, but the depth has really stood out this year Um, for... The Brooklyn Nets. And the interesting thing about Brooklyn is this. The question is going to be, where do they go? What do they do with Kyrie? Do they trade him? Do they try to convince him to stay for the rest of the season and try to see where they go? Or do they not trade him at all and let him just sit out the rest of the season? Because he's not going to play another game for the Nets. Clearly, what has happened is the Brooklyn Nets have said to Kyrie, we are not going to give you a max contract. We're not doing it. You need to finish out this season with us. Kyrie was not happy about it with, with Josiah and Sean Marks. Thank you, Speedy. They also break us from February 17th to the 22nd. So, and everything. Of that. <laughs> I hope that Kyrie Irving, Richie Incognito, and, and Antonio Brown all host a podcast with Kenny as a guest. That would be interesting. Listen, I saw Kenny's show that day. I saw a guy with a bathrobe on. So, I love that. That was unique in its own way. But getting back to about Kyrie Irving. Are we that surprised at this point about Kyrie Irving and what he's all about? Kyrie Irving is all about Kyrie Irving. Even when he was doing the whole anti-vax thing, he was trying to fight for the for the people. He was still getting paid. Okay? That's the facts. He was still getting his money. If he really wanted to support the people, he would have not have gotten paid. This just took me, it's okay. I think a lot of people on the left field. I know people are going to say, I'm not surprised. It's Kyrie Irving. This is what he does. This is how Kyrie is. Why is he like this? Because he's crazy. He's nuts. He's a whack job. He's about himself. And you're going to sit there and you're going to tell me, oh, well, Kyrie, you know, he's only doing this because the Nets aren't giving him a max deal. Listen, the Nets are playing good ball this year. They now have the depth. They were playing well. Clearly, they're not as
0: good.
1: I don't even know if they're as good. I can't say if they're as good as Boston right now because they don't have Durant. I still don't think they're better than the Celtics. I think with Durant, I think they could be just as good as Milwaukee. They're better than Philly. All that. And instead, Kyrie's going to go, nah, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm done. And the teams that Shams has put out is the Los Angeles Lakers, of course, the LeBron connection. The Dallas Mavericks um, with Luka Doncic, which would be – that would be interesting because Luka needs the ball in his hands. I don't know how Kyrie's going to feel about that. And the Phoenix Suns, which is unique because we've heard – I think the Suns are starting to to, to maybe prepare to possibly trade Chris Paul. Now, the Brooklyn Nets, to me, have to just take whatever they can get for Kyrie at this point. And I know it stinks. It's the worst thing in the world for them because with Kyrie – He's worth a good amount of, uh, uh, uh with his value. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Kyrie Irving is one of the better players in the game of basketball. He's a head case. He brings drama. He wrecks locker rooms and he, he's all about himself. This is what Kyrie's been. This is the same guy. All right. This is the same guy that went out of his way to want to be traded out of Cleveland because he didn't want to be in LeBron shadow. Then he went to Boston, had a great situation there, and ruined that. And now he's on the Nets with Durant, and he says, I don't, he's now asked for a trade, I believe, what, three times now? I've lost track. And now you wonder the question how's Durant going to feel about this? How is Kevin Durant going to feel about Kyrie asking out? Is Durant going to go back again and do the soldier I want to be traded to? Somebody's going to trade for him. People are saying nobody's going to trade for him. Somebody's going to trade for him. Now, he's never going to get a max contract again. And if you give Kyrie a max contract, and I've gone on record as saying this, you get what you deserve. Again, somebody will trade for him. Are the Nets going to get the value that they think he's worth? They probably will not. Because technically, if you trade for Kyrie, you're getting a rental. You're getting him for the next few months, and that's it. We're hearing that the Lakers are trying to trade Westbrook, the Utah Jazz, trying to work on something there. And he wanted to try and open up cap space for Kyrie. But again, Kyrie started this whole situation where he didn't want to play LeBron Shadow. Now he's going to go to the Lakers and play LeBron Shadow again. Now, if Kyrie went to the Lakers... I think with the West being as open as it is, the Lakers are back in the conversation as being one of those teams in the Western Conference because you'll have Kyrie, you'll have LeBron, and you'll hope you have a healthy Anthony Davis. So again, the Brooklyn Nets are the ones that are getting, as I said, the Brooklyn Nets are the ones getting screwed in this. They're not going to get the value that Kyrie is worth one and two this is going to ruin their season. Because Kyrie was playing really well. The Nets were winning games. And now this whole thing gets blown up again. And now you wonder if you're Sean Marks and you're Joe Right? Is this even worth it at this point? What are you, th- what are you thinking if you're Jock Vaughn right now? You had everything going great. Steve Nash is out. Jock Vaughn comes in. They started winning games. They started playing good basketball. Obviously, Durant got hurt, but Durant should be back soon. The problem is, this is what Kyrie Irving does. He ruined a good situation in Cleveland. He ruined a great situation in Boston. And I don't know what to make of this situation with Brooklyn because this has gone on every single year for them. They started with Durant and Kyrie. Neither one of them played. Then Kyrie quit on the ball team in the bubble. Then the next year, he didn't want to get vaxxed. The year after that, he left the team for weeks to do his own thing. And now this year, he wants to be traded. So Kyrie Irving has brought something to the table in a bad way every year he has been with the Brooklyn Nets. And again, as I've stated, somebody is going to trade for this guy. The Brooklyn Nets are getting completely screwed in this whole thing. Because the thing of it is, is the Nets don't trade him for any type of value. He's going to sit out the rest of the season, Kyrie. Then the Nets get nothing out of this. And Kyrie sits out for the year and the Nets don't get anything worth anything. Listen. What are the Nets going to get? I have no idea. Because you got to take on two things. One, Kyrie's a rental. And two, the draft compensation with it because are people going to say, is it worth bringing this headache with us on the team? Now, again, Kyrie will find a team. I just don't understand the concept of with Kyrie what he's trying to do. I understand he wants to get his max deal, but I just don't understand the guy. Did you really think the Brooklyn Nets, after all that you've put them through, you were going to get a max deal from them? Did you really honestly think Joe Tsai and Sean Mark said, yeah, we're going to trust Kyrie for the next four or five years. We're going to give him the max. Nobody in their right mind that has seen this would be the ones to do that. And the amazing thing is that Kevin Durant, when he signed with Brooklyn, he should have known what he was getting himself into with Kyrie's past. So I'm not gonna feel sorry for Durant. The team I feel sorry for is is Brooklyn. And I know everybody's laughing at them, ha ha. Now Brooklyn's gonna stink again, and they are. They're not gonna. They're gonna have Durant, and that's great. That's fine. But you, you know, not having Kyrie there, is 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 it's a it's a blow. So don't say to me otherwise that this isn't a massive loss. It is. It's crucial because this takes the Nets out of the Eastern Conference conversation. And I had them in that conference conversation about a week ago. I said the Brooklyn Nets, can they beat the Celtics? I don't think so. The problem with the Nets is they're losing everything now. that has gone. And I said this from day one. Durant should have just stayed in Golden State. I said this when I was on Loud mounts with Arrow and Speedy. Durant should have never have left Golden State. He left a great, easy situation to go team up with this guy. Who has left LeBron James. Who has left uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And is now leaving Kevin Durant. So he's left stars and superstars left and right. He had a falling out with James Harden. James Harden goes to Philly. James Harden looks at the James Harden from Houston again from four years ago, five years ago. So coincidence. Ben Simmons doesn't ever play. I really do wonder what is going through the mind of Kevin Durant. Where is Durant in this whole situation? Is Durant now going to ask for a trade? Is Durant going to say if he's leaving, I'm, I want out? Because I can tell you right now, I don't think they're going to get a superstar back in a trade for Kyrie. I mean, what what do what the Nets want? You want you want a, you want to trade for Russell Westbrook? It's not going to work. You want to trade for Chris Paul? maybe. But the problem is that night. If you're the Suns, you're bringing Kyrie to them. The, the to, to me, that's a that's a slippery slope. And a and a and a conversation that I think these teams need to have before they make this jump. Again, not denying it, Kyrie's a top talent in this league. But he's a pain to deal with. He has a massive ego on him. And that's the problem with Kyrie. It's always been his case. And he's sabotaging the Nets again every single season that he's done this. He did it in Boston. He did it in Cleveland. And I, you know, what's funny is people say to me, why are you surprised? Because the Nets were playing well. That's why I'm surprised. Brooklyn was playing great. And then this guy decides to blow them off because Kyrie beats his own drum. Kyrie Irving's own world. And he is the only one that's living in it because nobody else wants to. So you see, that's the problem with the Nets. They're stuck, and they're screwed in this whole thing. They're going to lose him for pretty much, I would say, almost nothing. You might get some draft picks back, but that's about it. You're not going to get anything else. And to me, that's a massive blow to Brooklyn and their chances for a championship this year. So this scary hour with Brooklyn, with, with with Kyrie and James Harden and Durant, not going to work. He could go think the earth is flat in uh, L.A. When we come back, we're going to get to some NFL conversation. We're going to talk about Tom Brady and his retirement. We are going to get into Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr, the latest on what's going on there. And did Tony Romo have an intervention before the season about his announcing? I'll discuss that. And why it so did not work at all. Right here on Game On. We'll be right back. It it, is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
0: Game On. Game On. We're We're back. back. You're listening to Game On with Josh Silverberg.
1: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back right here on Game On. On the Worldwide Sports Radio Network again, you can listen to our show and other great shows on our free app, WWSRN. Type it in on the Google and Apple stores, worldwide sports radio.com as well. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch. We will get to the Bull Horvath conversation after 6:40. We will get to all of that. We will talk into we're gonna do a little Royal Rumble stuff. We'll do all that later. Get to a little football conversation now. So, Lyle, you will get your Bo conversation at the 640 mark. The championship games. What did I think about them? Well, I went 0-2 this week. Uh, Speedy went 2-0, so the conversation is over. Here's the issue. The issue is the 49ers had no shot. The the thing of it is, is when you're down to your fourth string quarterback, that's the problem. You can't go in there and expect to win a game. Once Brock Purdy got hurt, and I love all these takes from people. And by the way, I I, I like Dan Olasky. The fact that he didn't have Joe Montana on his top five greatest quarterback list was that was egregious this past week. That's that was absurd. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is two. I mean, geez, can he let the guy win more than one Super Bowl first? But the issue is, once Purdy went down, game was over. Done. We knew it. And the Eagles have had a great, easy run. They, placed, they played a giant team that didn't belong there. And they played a 49ers team that was down to the fourth string quarterback. And then Josh Johnson got hurt. Then Josh Johnson got hurt. Brock Purdy had the they had Christian McCaffrey throw a pass. And we saw how that went. Disappointed in that. I felt for the 49ers because I was very curious to see how Purdy would do. And unfortunately, we never got a hold of it because he was four for four before he got hurt. Then you have the Bengals game. I understand what the rule is. I completely get what the rule is. Hold your whistle. I know, listen, he bumped into the, I know he he extended his arm. Mahomes was going out of bounds. But the fact that that was what decided the game on that play was brutal. You know, in the regular season, fine. Regular season, fine. You want to call that fine, but not in the championship game. But again, the rules are the rules. And this goes back to what Arian Foster said this week. Is the NFL rigged? I'll give props to my father, who has been telling me this forever. And I believe the NFL is rigged. I think all sports are rigged. Goes back to the referee in the NBA that went to jail because he fixed games. Now you're going to have all this talk, Reed versus former team, the Kelsey brothers, all of this hoopla and everything like that. Then I got the Giants love going out and insulting Nick Sirianni. Listen, I can't say Nick Sirianni either. He's—he's he's a. am going to say he's a douche, Sirianni. you guy's going to the Super Bowl. Snug said the Eagles are a special team. Let's wait and see. And Snug, I don't have to bring my mom on the show to tell you how she's feeling. She's, Listen, it is what it is. The 49ers lost. She's okay. She's ready for baseball. 49ers will be right back in the conversation next year. Put that... NFC Championship game was awful. Once Purdy went down, we knew where it was going to go. In the AFC game, it's a shame it came down to that. I was upset about it. I understand what the rule is. I just, I, you know, I just really wish the referees would have hit the whistle there. But it is what it is. The rules are the rules. So on and so forth. So you get Chiefs, Eagles, Super Bowl, which we will get into more next week when I preview the game. Speedy and I will make our picks. And everything of that nature. Which now leads us to our next conversation, and that's in regards to the 49ers. And I thought a guy that would fit the 49ers really well next year, and that's Tom Brady. Tom Brady has called it a career. I don't care if you hate Tom Brady. You can't stand him. He wins all the time. The deflated balls. All of this stuff. I don't care. He is, in my mind, the greatest quarterback That I've seen play. In regards to winning games. Is he. Is he. The greatest regular season quarterback. I've ever seen. No. Two guys I think of. Peyton Manning. And Aaron Rodgers are the two best regular season quarterbacks I have ever seen play. Now, playoffs, you want to give that to Brady? Tip your hat to him. But to me, Brady is not the greatest regular season quarterback in football. I know that was a big conversation this week from people. Manning, Petey Manning changed, in my eyes, the way the quarterback position is. To me, Brady is a person I respect I couldn't stand him. I'm a Jet fan. We always lost to them. Actually, the Jets gave them fits at times, too, when they beat him in the playoffs. I still don't know how David Harrison scored an interception for a touchdown. But here's the thing. The greatest regular season quarterback I ever saw. Not what the, the past is. I didn't really get to see Marino that much. So, Lyle, I understand what you're saying. I didn't get to see Marino that much. The key is what I saw. Peyton Manning change the way the quarterback position is made. Now, I'm not saying Brady isn't the greatest of all time. See, this is where you guys are missing the point. He is. He's was clutch. He was a winner. He went to two different organizations and won. He never, other than the one year that he had when they were undefeated before they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl, he never had an all-world be-all, end-all Amazing season. He had very, very good seasons and won MVP's. But go look at the regular season numbers at Peyton Manning. To me, Brady is, in my opinion, the greatest quarterback of all time because of all the championships and the accolades and the accomplishments that he's done. And the thing is, people forget this. I think he only really ever had Two wide receiver or two players that are going to be Hall of Famers that he was able to throw the ball to. That's Rob Gronkowski and Randy Moss. He had Deion Branch, Danny Amendola, Wes Welker. Uh, yeah, I could you know Danny Woodhead. You know, I'm not going to get to Aaron Hernandez. Um, He had some good players, but he only ever played with two all-pro guys. Yes, Julian Edelman as well. I don't know if Edelman's a Hall of Famer, though. You know, if you want to do Ben Ben Watson. And then even the running backs he had, Kevin Falk, Lawrence Maroney. So he never had, like, the all-all-all-pro players around him. Randy Moss and Rob Gronkowski are the only two guys that are going to go to the Hall of Fame, I think, that played with Brady. That's the thing. That makes Brady special. And that's what makes a good quarterback, right? Aaron Rodgers does the same thing. He makes players around him better. Those are what good quarterbacks do. And that's what Brady did. And if you want to be able to sustain that, that's how good you are. And that's Tom Brady. Tom Brady, in my eyes, is the greatest To play the game. Now again, he's not the greatest regular season quarterback. But what makes him the greatest of all time is he was the most clutch when he needed to be. Brady in the two-minute drill. Brady in the two-minute drill. You might hear my son crying upstairs. Brady in the two-minute drill. Was as good as anybody. But to me, I think Brady will go down as the greatest quarterback of all time. And I have said this. I was a Joe Montana guy forever. Brady trumps him with winning those Super Bowls. Let's get to the Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr conversation. We're hearing it all the time. Rodgers has come out and he has said, I will make my decision later. Probably after the Super Bowl. He doesn't want to take away from the game. And then he went on to the Pebble Beach tournament and said, I will not play in San Francisco. So clearly, Rodgers still has a grudge towards the 49ers for not drafting him. I mean, look, if Aaron Rodgers went to the 49ers, you call it a wrap. You'd give them the Super Bowl at that point. Okay? Give them a Super Bowl. But he clearly has a grudge against them. You're going to have the Jets in the conversation. And by the way, I don't want to hear. Joe Douglas is telling people around the league he's going to give this, this, and this. First off, Joe Douglas keeps everything close to the vest. Joe Douglas is a very private person. He doesn't share and divulge information to anybody. When I see what is happening in the news, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets could happen. The thing about the Jets is they have to do this. If you trade for Aaron Rodgers, you have a very short window. And if they want two first-round draft picks for him, I'm not doing that. Now, Derek Carr, go look at the numbers the last five or six years. I've said them on the show. He's a near 4,000-yard passer almost every season except for this past year. He went to the playoffs last year when he lost his head coach in John Gruden, and his number one receiver in Henry Ruggs went to prison. He went to the playoffs with Rich Basaccia. Carr is younger. The thing about Carr is, I don't think he's going to cost as much because the thing is, they might, they're probably going to cut Carr and then you don't have to trade anything for him. Now, if you're the Jets, for example, say you wait out on Rodgers. Rodgers still doesn't have a decision yet. And Derek Carr goes somewhere. And then Rodgers in a few weeks says, yeah, I'm going to retire. Then the Jets are screwed. They're done. The Jets would be in so much trouble because the problem is, so you miss out on Carr because you were waiting for Rodgers. Rodgers says, I want to retire. I don't want to do this. And then that's it. You miss out on everybody. If you're the New York Jets, you need to be cognizant of the situation. And you need to realize, is what I'm doing, you need to sit down. And you need to say, is it worth the risk? Is it worth the risk of losing Derek Carr? And then if Aaron Rodgers retires, and everybody says Brett Favre, the Aaron Rodgers thing, Brett Favre was having a great season with the Jets. They were 7-3 on their way to one the division, and then Brett Favre hurt his shoulder. And that messed everything up. And I believe if Brett Favre stayed with the Jets the next year with Rex, they're winning They're winning that Super Bowl. To me, if you're the Jets, I would go with Carr over Rodgers. I would understand why they would go with Rodgers. Especially if they try to work on something to get Batiari back in the deal. And the thumb, by the way, is not going to affect him. As far as other quarterbacks, Jimmy G. The problem with Jimmy G is injury-prone. Lamar's not going anywhere. Ryan Tannehill, ugh. No thank you, Baker Mayfield, please. None of that. But again, I will say this. If I'm the Jets, I'm taking Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers. The years, the match, you got to give up. Especially if they cut him, you don't have to give up anything. The Jets would be better suited for Derek Carr. When we come back, I'm going to talk a little hockey, the bowl. Horvat trade with the honors. Why I think it's a good trade. But there's one caveat that will make it a very successful trade. Because I changed my tune this past week. I thought about it more. I'll give you my reasoning and why February is a lull in sports. Do a little Royal Rumble recap as well. Don't go anywhere. This is Game On on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio
0: Network. Game on! Game on! We're We're back! back. You're listening to Game On with Josh Silverberg.
1: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back right here on Game On on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You can't stand this weather. Facebook page, YouTube, we're all over the place. So get on there. Check out all the great platforms as well. You can listen to Arrow and Speedy yell about things. uh, The Wise Guys, some betting tips. And you can listen about the Buffalo Bills. So much more going into it. Okay, I know we have somebody on the line. We'll get to them in a minute. Let me get my take on the Bo Horvath trade. I know everybody's clamoring about this. Here's the thing. And no, I definitely don't have a secret Brady jersey under my bed snug. That's a fact. That's a fact. Thinking about that, that's funny. I was a little mixed on the trade at first. Bo Horvath's having an unbelievable season. I thought about it after a few days, and I said it's a very good trade. They gave up a middle six forward in Anthony Beauvillier, who had some good moments with the honors in the playoffs. They gave up Aturati, who was arguably their top prospect. And they gave up a protected first, which could be unprotected the next year if they don't get it this year. Lou is going to keep trying. He's not going to give up. This is what Lemirel does. Never gives up. And Barzell finally gets to play with a superstar player. Islander fans have been clamoring for that forever for Barzell. He's never had anybody to play with, really. Now he gets a stud in Horvat. They have to sign him now. They have to sign him now. They better sign him. And they have to make the playoffs now with this. Now, are they done, the Islanders? I don't think they are. I think they're going to do other things. Or that's not going to hurt them. It's going to help them. I think they're better than Washington. Okay? We know the Metro is just unbelievable this year. You have the Hurricanes. You have the Rangers. You have Pittsburgh in there. I really thought at some point the Devils were going to fall off. they seem seen the playing well. The, you know, Vanacek's playing really well for them in goal. So, I, I – the, the the two wildcard card spots are going to come out of the Metro, okay? Because the other division is locked up. It's Boston, Tampa, and uh, Toronto. Now Boston is still the best team, and I think Carolina is still the best team in the Metro. This is going to help the Islanders; it can't hurt them in any sort of way. Now again, they have to sign him, and maybe they'll get rid of other guys. Maybe maybe they'll trade off Peugeot or Palmieri or other things like that to get rid of other to get rid of that salary to sign Horvat long term. You're the Islanders. You make sure he doesn't leave the building. Thank you, Lyle, for your play-by-play on it when you're staying and going. Appreciate it. There are a lot of people that want certain players gone. We know this. They need it. They need it done. Giannis have to bring Horvath back. They have to sign him. Speedy, who is on the line that we got? Hello? Is that James? Yes. Hi, James. What's up, man? How you doing? talk about the the Horvath trade. Oh, go for it, man. Talk, Talk to me. Talk to me. What do you think? I know. So, for those that don't know, if James any, is uh, my neighbor
2: at a big if hockey If any fan. Islander fan thinks this guy's going to resign with them, they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> tell, me, tell me why. Listen, let's let's be real. Let's be real. Nobody wants to play for the Islanders long term.
1: Can I play devil's advocate with you?
2: Sure. And, go and, ahead. And, and do it?
1: Because, you, you know, you and I, we talk Rangers all the time. You and I, always. The thing of it is they have the goaltending in Sorokin, right? They have the goaltending. That's set.
2: That's all they have is goaltending. I, I, would, I know uh, more of he's He's, you know, this year I think he's playing above and beyond what he usually does. Oh, he's having a fantastic season. He's having a great season. Yeah, because, you know, he's a free agent. Usually they have really good years when it's a uh, free agent season. But, I mean, look at the other seasons. He was a good – he's a good face-off guy. He's not a – a top top offensive center in the league. I mean, this year he's playing pretty good, but every other year I think he was just kind of mediocre at you know his offensive stats besides his you. face-offs. But isn't that um, you, can make, you can
1: make the case? I don't know. Strike I when think the iron's hot.
2: They gave up a lot hot. for him, and I just I don't think he's going to resign with them. I don't think. That's just my um, my opinion.
1: Well, listen, I I completely understand your opinion for sure, but Islander fans know this and hockey fans know this about Lou he doesn't quit and I kept saying that he will never quit the thing of it is and I look at it like this too you strike when the iron is hot or if it's hot right now so that's what you do if you're a Lou you're trying to salvage a season I know but they, to so much,
2: the they might not even squeak in the wild card and they gave yeah. up all this. Even they could they could be giving up a, a first rounder this year. I think it's conditional, so it's it's probably going to be next year. But it, yeah, it's protected. I think this if he resigns with so them, then it's um it's this year or something.
1: Yeah, it's 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 protected this year. That it's unprotected next year. But you don't think, Jays, when you look at it on paper, that they could get past Washington?
2: No, in the pool? no way,
1: really. You like Washington still?
2: I like Washington, and Pittsburgh still to make the playoffs over the Islanders. <sighs>
1: You, you don't think the Devils are going to fall I off? I think the
2: Islanders should tag
1: and just go for Bedard, if that was So, smart. you don't – you – do you – you, do you, you don't think <laughs> – Yeah, that was – going to tell you, that yeah, would be a reality fan thrilled. I tell you. But you, you don't think the so Devils are going to fall off? So, they don't
2: get anything out of this Horvat trade, it's going to be – oh, forget it. The Islander fans are going to burn down maybe the Nassau Coliseum. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, The UPS
1: arena, they're going to burn everything down. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't hold on. So you you don't think the Devils can fall off at some point?
2: I don't think we're gonna when they had that little losing streak around Christmas. But um I don't know, they look like they picked it up again. I don't know, Devils I look like they got a lot of young good guys. I mean if they ever get any defense or
1: I mean, they and Hamilton. maybe
2: uh I mean Banachek looks good. I mean, I don't know if he's gonna be like that every year, but I don't know, we'll see. I mean, but yeah, I mean I mean I mean they got they got Dougie
1: Hamilton. That helps. Now, listen, he's not what he was in Carolina. We know that.
2: No, he's but, more of an offensive type. That's offensive what it is. They, they need yeah. some shutdown, guys.
1: Yeah, and the thing of it is, too, is you know how you know Carolina's good? Look what happened. They took Brett Burns out of the abyss in San Jose. They bring him to Carolina, yeah. and he looks like the Brett Burns from five years ago. Yeah, Brett Burns. is on
2: my fantasy team, Brett Burns. I, I know a nice, he is. Uh, sleeper
1: before I let you go, do you <laughs> want to tell the fans how I'm getting my ass kicked into fantasy this year?
2: I can't even say – I can't even tell them how bad you really are this year at Famous but – I don't know what's going you know, on. it's a six-player keeper league, and next year is all New Year, so well, well, now, start hold all on. over again. Josh well, now, is a smart guy. Up. I'm sure he'll pick it up next season. Yes. Yes, I will. Well, thanks for having me on the show, and I wish the island was the best. I Actually, I yeah. don't, but um, –
1: <laughs> <clears> You're so full of you it. You know, we can, we can You're always so That's not even true. You're so full of it.
2: Yeah. No, it's good when all three teams are competitive. I like how the Devils are really good. So, if they play the Rangers first round against the Devils, oh, my, that's going to be a crazy series.
1: I can't wait. Well, James, I'll, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. Go back to your kids and everything like that. Say hi yeah. to Justin and all yeah, that. Yeah, I'm at me, gymnastics right,
2: outside in the parking lot right now waiting. So, uh, oh, okay. I'll, t- I'll talk to you. All right, man. Be good, James. Thanks, next, right, that. That, was,
1: that was James, Uh, fr- a friend of mine, uh, my neighbor next door as well. Um. I, I I I agree with him to the standpoint of Horvat has never had this type of season. Sp- Speedy, you could come into the conversation because you're a hockey guy. Are you there?
3: All right. Hold on. Let me turn my camera on. All right.
1: Thank you. Everyone. All right. With the Horvat. Because, wait, is Errol around here? Because I know Errol's no, going to hear listen. He, he, he left. Oh, good. Okay, good. Because I know that guy's going to come in here and start screaming at me up the wazoo about how I'm an uh, Islander hater, which is, Speedy, you know this. I am not biased towards any team. You know this. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yep. I, I, I'm I, very fair. Very fair. With the Horvet deal. And by the way, James heard me on the phone, which was pretty good. I thought that worked out pretty good. With. You know, it's funny. Hold on. Before I get to my thing, Snug brought up Waffle House. I was talking about, you know, because my wife and I were, were thinking of something. And I said I must stop at a Waffle House. But I gotta get the cheese eggs. I told her about that the other day, you know. But now though apparently, Waffle Houses are so dangerous now; they're all hey, over the place.
3: No oh. insulting Waffle House. It's the breakfast of champions, aka Trevor Lawrence quarterbacks that come back from down twenty-seven nothing against the Look, Chargers. If Trevor
1: Lawrence could go there after he wins a, a game like that, dude. Anybody should go there. But let me ask you this, because you and I were texting the other day about it with Horvat. Okay, he's never had this kind of season. He's never had it. Do you think this is just him? And like James said, this is a free agency thing where he's picked it up? Or is this something that could stay on consistently with him? Because I agree with James a little bit. I, we've never seen him have this kind of year until this year
3: not from a goal scoring pace because last year was his first year he got 31 year. goals i think yeah he? 31 goals right now last year last year was his first year over 30 goals so yeah, yeah from that perspective you're right he's, he hasn't picked it up like that but again he's he's also entering his prime years he's 27 right now last year he, at the start of the season he was 25 so this might be the prime of his career and look at all the turmoil that Vancouver has had over the years too he's already played with three different coaches he's only made the playoffs twice in his well, career well JT
1: Miller thinks he runs the place
3: no, I know that, but still, nevertheless, this is not a team that's consistently stable by any means. And in a division that really hasn't been that good recently. It's kind of top heavy. Sometimes it's Vegas, sometimes we've seen the Sharks at the beginning of his career was Anaheim. Like it it's not like the central division, which is very deep. This division has been very top heavy where Vancouver well, uh, should be they making got, it more. They got
1: a... Uh... What is it? Who's in the division? It's you got Seattle's there.
3: Yeah, it's, it's right now it's Seattle and Vegas on the top. Oh, of course. I think the, I think the Kings are the three seed with like a negative goal differential.
1: <laughs> yeah, the West, the West to me this year is odd because there's no team that really has stood out this year. Even Colorado.
3: Yeah, they've to been. Me kind I think of the they're first. in a wild card spot. Yeah. It's Which,
1: like, and, you know, what's funny is everybody was talking about how Georgiev was going to become this big stud player, and he is what he is. Yeah. Okay, he is what he is. He he he, he I, I said that forever. He is he 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 is what he is and that's the end of it. That's just how he is. They don't have temper and goal anymore. Okay. He's on uh Washington now. So that's gone. They don't have that anymore. Now I know Stuck said Edmonton. The problem with Edmonton is still the same conversation we have every year. What is it, Speedy, with Edmonton? Goaltending. It's goaltending. Same thing. It's the same problem.
3: Yep, Jack Campbell now, now they, they got Campbell. Jack Campbell.
1: <laughs> And they got Campbell, okay, but Campbell hasn't been the what Emmett thought he was going to be. He's been getting better lately. His last few games, I know that because he's on my fantasy team. As James alluded to, my fantasy team has been awful this year, which Speedy Speedy cannot believe that either. Yeah, no, what team. you were
3: describing at the beginning of the year, it looked I like mean, it very was good. really I,
1: well. It was wild, and I literally crapping off the rails at that point. That's what happened. I have made so many trades lately. Made, I made. I got Jack Hughes in a trade in my keeper league. I traded McDavid. Remember that trade? I got Posternak. Then I traded Pasternak. I got Kachuk. I got Hughes. I I got a third player. I can't remember. And I got uh, Campbell in the deal for Pasternak and Ajo. I got four players for two. But yeah, that's that's my take. Uh, you know, really quickly. I. I, I you know, I want to get to why February, and I want to ask you this question. I asked Errol this earlier. Do you think February is the worst time for sports?
3: Ooh, that is a good question. I would say it's the and, second second worst, second least month. What's worse than? That? I would say August, just because baseball right right after the trade deadline is just still regular season, and I, I I care more about the college basketball towards the end of the year than the preseason football
1: games. See, so my thing is, here's my thing. I will say February sucks, and here's why. You have the Super Bowl, and then that's all you got. You're at the end of pretty much getting close to the hockey, basketball people. The fans are done with it. They want the playoffs already. They're done with that. You have no baseball. Football's over. March Madness hasn't started yet. To me, the best months, I would say end of March, early April, you have baseball starting. You have March Madness. You have... The hockey and basketball playoffs starting. You have the NFL draft. And then in I like September, October because you have football starting, the baseball playoffs are starting, hockey, basketball starting, college is in full effect. February sucks in regards to sports. It's nothing. There is nothing. There's nothing to talk about, nothing to do. Look at this week, for example. There's nothing. We're not talking about anything. We don't we're not even really talking about this Super Bowl yet. Because the guys aren't even there yet. And then next week's gonna be a joke. Because all they do is joke around during next week. Everything like that. You know, it's funny. With, with 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 talking about football, quick. Did you see Tony Romo had uh, intervention before the season started?
3: Intervention. That announcing. No, I didn't hear that.
1: He had an intervention before the year started. Hmm. Yeah, and now that clearly didn't work out because Romo's been awful this year.
3: It, it's playoff times. So that's not built for him.
1: No, but, but, but that's the thing, though. Is like, where, where is this moxie that he has in the regular season where he had two or three years ago when he just came here? He was great. And now poor Greg Olson's going to lose his spot because Brady's going to take that spot with Burkhardt. Yeah. And I feel bad because Greg Olson has been fantastic in the playoffs. Now Brady's going to take that spot. And by the way, Olson's not leaving Fox. Okay? Because he's not going to be the number one guy at CBS because they got Romo. And Nance. So he's not going to be the number one guy there. So Burkhart's going to be with Brady next year, which, I mean, geez, You want to talk about throwing a throwing guy a bone. Boy, the, the what was it, 10 years, $315 million are yeah. giving him? Yeah. He's never done a game in his Crazy. life. And he gets to be the number one guy. That's nice. Boy, that's great. Good for him. Good for you. This is why, you know, the industry is hard to get into. Speedy, you ready to do my buzzer beater? Uh-huh. And there it is be this week, the Royal Rumble. Very good show. Had a blast watching it. Speedy was shot that I'm watching WWE again. Uh, I crapped on it enough the last two or three years. To me. The Royal Rumble was a fun show this week. We got to see new talent rise to the occasion. The road to WrestleMania is now beginning. I enjoy it. I like this time. The WWE lately, has been a better program to watch than AEW. I never thought I'd ever say that again. Check us out on WorldwideSportsRadio.com. Check us out as well on our app, Google. If you have an Android or an Apple, just type in WSRN. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. Gotta thank the fans, of course, for listening and watching every Friday right here from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Gotta thank Speedy PD as always for helping out, doing what he does. He's going to join us next week for some Super Bowl conversation and talk. We're going to break down some stuff. Speedy's going to be on the show a lot with me next week because I asked. Because I said so. Speedy, did you get that? I said so. Okay? You're going to be on the show with me a lot next week, so be ready. Be ready to debate. Be ready to break things down. Mr. Analytic, enjoy the football this weekend. You can watch the Angel Skill stuff. The Ulster game this weekend. Have a wonderful weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. This has been Game On. Right here on the World Wide Sports Radio Network, I'm Josh Soberberg. Have a good one, everyone. You're,
0: you're, you're listening to the World Wide Sports Radio Network.